0: Welcome to Brought to You by the Letter with Carly and Kelsey. I'm Carly. And I'm Kelsey. And this is a weekly podcast where
1: two best friends talk about everything from A to, to Z. Z. Bow, 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 bow. And some things in between as well sprinkled in there. Yes. This
0: is a podcast where we teach each other about stuff and because uh, we just want to know more stuff. Why not?
1: I know. I mean, I think I- knowledge is power.
0: Right. True. <laughs> we are spreading power. Yeah, we really are. Oh, yeah. I was just telling Carly about how one of my coworkers gave me this book. I recently changed positions from a designer to a strategist. And I also love writing. One of the things she gave me was this book called L- A Little Book of Lost Words. And it just has so many cute little words in it that I love. One of them is called guardy That's Ooh. one of the words. It means a warning shouted when one is about to throw waste out of the window into the street. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Then there's, like, Dewdropper, an unemployed young adult who sleeps through the day. Oh, that's... Oh, I wish that was me. Famelico's means constantly hungry mm, accurate accurate
1: me. do you want to do one we're doing h this week so do you want to find an h word Ooh, that's a great idea you're so smart Thank carly you. this kind of reminds me of balderdash too that game
0: mm, you know what i mean it. okay so for this week if we're doing h hum <laughs> it's a noun 19th century English. Wait,
1: can I try to think of what it means? Yeah, what do you think of hum gruffin is. is? exactly this is exactly balderdash. It's, oh. a, it's a word like this, and then everybody has to make up a definition for it, and then everyone votes on what they think it is. Oh. So that's what balderdash is. So hum gruffin, you said 19th century. century English. Yep. I think that it's like a orphan that it has a dirty face and raggedy pants.
0: Oh, like a tiny Tim
1: yeah. figure. Yeah. <laughs> No. Okay.
0: (laughs) An appalling, hideous, repulsive person. Oh, no. (laughs) Poor
1: Tiny Tim. (laughs) Anyways, I just thought it was really cute. I love it. I love that. Yeah, I just got my second vaccine, so I'm vaccine (laughs) sexy. Anyways. But, yeah, I just got over being, like, sick from the vaccine, which was pretty bad. But I'm feeling better. And, yeah, that's – I don't have anything to, to talk get out about. to to the real world. Yeah, for real. I don't have anything to talk about. But the, like, mask mandate is lifted if yeah. you are vaccinated. But I'm, like, afraid. I mean, my thing is, is I'm, like, I still feel like I want to wear my mask because I don't want somebody to talk to me about it. Like, I purely don't want to have a conversation with someone about not wearing a mask, so I'm just, like, still wearing one, you know what I mean?
0: Kyle and I had to run a bunch of errands yesterday, and, like, everywhere we went didn't require masks, Mm -hmm. and so it was, it was really weird. I would say, like, 75 to 80 percent of the people are still wearing them. Yeah. But there were people who weren't wearing them. Nobody said
1: anything to them. Exactly. I still like to wear it because, I don't know. I don't know why. I just like I, to. Well, that. but I I agree. I think once I see more people not, then I'll be like, okay. But um, the first day, I think it was last weekend, I, t- I could talk to you on the phone. I walked into like a Target and there was like employees that weren't wearing them. And I literally overheard a conversation of a customer ask the employee, oh, why aren't you wearing? And so like in my brain, I was like, I don't want to have any interactions with people like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think that I might like, keep them and if in the future i have like a cold or something and i have to go out like why not wear them when you're sick and you have to go out like it, it makes a lot yeah. of sense to me and i feel like it's kind of like a curdy, courteous thing? thing to other people yeah
0: i think you're right i'm hoping that it's making people more conscious about like how they affect other people essentially mm-hmm. which we could all use a little bit of yeah so real. have you started mayor of east town
1: yet <laughs> no oh Carly <laughs> oh, it's so it good? good it's good I know it's really good my boyfriend's watched it and he loves accents especially cause he's not from here he loves like the Philly yeah. accent the Delco accent and he's like they're name dropping Allentown they're name dropping like apparently they Huggies. do a, yeah they're doing a lot they're, she's holding a Wawa cup and he was like and it was the brown one too and I was like well when was this set what time period and he was like 2000 and something and I was like well that makes sense because they recently just changed like I'm like such a freaking nerd about it well you I'm used like, well, to they-
0: work at Wawa
1: right right but they like recently rebranded Wawa a little bit yeah. so he was like he she had one of the old Wawa cups and I was like yeah that's because vintage I was like I was like what Wawa collector did they have to call up to get the old Wawa cups <sighs> for the filming probably that? some
0: poor production sap and they're like right? you know those files you archived bring them out bring them oh, yeah. out I'm sure they have extra cups, though, like everywhere.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Prob- There's probably, probably places
0: in like more remote areas or something that haven't gotten the new cups still. Or I mean,
1: something. maybe, but so. even maybe Wawa like HQ yeah. has them still. Oh, yeah. But
0: uh, I'm sure they have a little display of every. Cup oh, yeah.
1: Redesign. Kelsey mentioned I worked for Wawa on and off for like six years, <laughs> a long as shit time. So if you need any like Wawa hacks, let me know of like things to get um, things to order special things. Side note, actually, I think they got rid of creamy Chipotle. No they sauce. Didn't. No, they, they didn't. didn't.
0: Wait, when? When did you see this? Because last I, week,
1: and it, they it oh. could have just been out at my store. But I, we I, might have to. I know that's the best to sauce. That's the best sauce. What I was gonna say was, I used to work at a legacy store. So there are like some stores that don't have gas stations, and they're like very old fashioned looking. That's the one in. Yep. Yeah, you know. And that's the whole thing of them is I think they're keeping them old on purpose because it's a legacy store. It's Aww. like one of the OG – it's still got, like, the OG, like, logo as their sign and stuff. Like, a lot of them are, like, updating. There's, there's
0: something kind of nice about that.
1: You can't go to the bathroom in there, though. Yeah. When I worked there, I cannot tell you. At least once a shift, people would come up to me and be like, can I use your bathroom? It's like, no, you can't because – we're a, We're a legacy store. We're a legacy store. We
0: don't have the 20th century privileges I know, that you're for real. used to. Wait, it's 21st century, isn't it?
1: hmm Or is it the 22nd? <laughs> it's the 21st. When it gets to be 2021. Okay. It's very, yeah, I don't really so know. So I'm
0: not probably going to make it to the 22nd century. Probably. <laughs> Sorry, probably
1: not. Oh, my
0: gosh. Existential <laughs> dread. Um. What time is it? Let's see. Or what day is it? Where, what year is it? 22. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, I got some pretty strong genes. Like, mm-hmm. my nana lived till 99 and
1: a half. Wow. And my just, other
0: grandma lived till, like, 93. So Yeah,
1: I was just talking about that, too. The women in my family on both sides are, like, still kicking. They're yeah. going strong, too. You know They get, I like, mean?
0: their revival period. Oh, yeah. They're like, all right, my husband died at 60, so now I got 30 more no, years. No, for real. It's,
1: it's true, though. Like, what do you do? Quilting. My grandma, had I never knew this about her, which is, side note, ask your grandparents to tell you stories about anything. It's just so fast. It's very, very fascinating to me. I love to hear about it. But my grandma, she doesn't really make quilts anymore, but she did. And she makes quilts for everybody when they get married you choose one and she literally has a photo like you know those small photo albums where back when people use film where you just slip the pictures in they're very small she has one stuffed like literally bursting of photos of all the quilts that she has and she has them all saved and then when you claim one which even though I'm not married she said you know I don't know
0: she when said, you're going to get married. You're my you favorite.
1: Can- <laughs> no, she did this for other people, too. But basically, she's like, I don't know when you're going to get married, but here, you can pick one. And so then she marks down that she gave, she has a photo of it, and then she marks down that she gave it to me. It's very sweet. It's really cool. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And she had photos of ones that she made for me um, when I was young. She made, and for Maddie, and for all my cousins, like and my sister, It was just really cool. There's so- something so nice about getting a quilt. My mom oh, makes yeah.
0: quilts right now. That's her thing, her really? latest, John. Yeah, it's she, so
1: much work, you know? Yeah, which she, is-
0: she does the same kind, like, she does lap quilts or whatever, mm-hmm. and sh- her sister works at, like, a senior living facility, and so sometimes, like, she'll request ones, and my mom will send her, like, a bird one so that she can give it to, like, wow. one of the old people.
1: It's so sweet. I think it's so special, too, because it's very intricate, work and it takes a lot of time and Mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah I love it I love them wow adorable are you ready to dive
0: in yes let's go speaking of quilts oh I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) now that I well Carly knows that I again always change my subject at the last minute it's okay
1: we can't be perfect like me no No, I'm kidding kidding. I know I can't
0: (laughs) I just can't I I, something about right up to the last minute Mm -hmm. sweating my balls off Ooh! Freaking researching gets sweaty when you yeah. are
1: deep, deep into the internet Just archives. Graphic.
0: <laughs> um, do you know what I'm doing now that you know I'm not doing the other subject? No, no. Okay. Clue. Well, <clears throat> this week we're gonna do hypnosis. Oh. Brought to you by the letter H. Cool. I've
1: been hypnotized before.
0: Me too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear. Wait.
1: Can we talk about it or do you sure. want to talk about it later? Did it work for you? I did a stage hypnosis.
0: Same. Okay. So yes. Mm-hmm. However, I think there are some factors that went into it that I'm going to touch on later yeah. in the thing. What so was your experience? for me,
1: it was... in college they had I think it was during like orientation week or whatever they would bring like special events Mm -hmm. whatever and one of them was a hypnotist and they brought several people like 10 or so up and they would dismiss you if you weren't easily influenced basically like they would bring however many people up like let's say they'd bring 20 people up and then they'd start to do something and then they'd say okay please take your seat the thing is this is exactly how I felt. I was super aware of everything that was I was doing and that was happening to me, but I felt easily influenced. Like, yeah. I felt that whatever this person told me, I believed 100%. Yeah. Even though my brain was, like, fully aware that I was on stage, that yeah, th- that I was being hypnotized, like, there was no part of me that I was, like oh my God, what the heck's happening to me? And I was I was never right. confused. You weren't
0: like taken over essentially exactly. like a, by a demon. But
1: for instance, one of the things that they did is they... Exorcism ha- callback. <laughs> is they had us pretend to be driving in a car mm-hmm. and then that it was like a really nice car. And I remember I was like, ooh, like I like did something. Like <laughs> I was like all enchanted by my cool car. And then he said that the air conditioning broke and I started getting hot. Like ooh. it was so... It was so weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've also not to go on too much of a tangent, but I also was in the audience for another show like of a hypnotist. And some of the stuff that they made people do was so freaking funny. Like it was insane. Like it was so cool. So yeah, alternatively, just one more thing. I know that hypnotism can help people who suffer from like certain like to stop smoking or, you know, other things like that, like addictions and stuff, which is really cool. So. Right. And I think what you're going to find out is it's all
0: about the person. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is mind over matter. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's more of a testament to the human will than anything else. But I still think it's fascinating. Yeah. So my well, my experience was stage hypnosis. And I again, I knew exactly what I was doing. Mm -hmm. He like tapped me. You sit up, and then he tells you to like count to four, but I'm gonna forget the number four. So I like counted to one, two, three, and then I kept saying four in my mind, but I wouldn't say it out loud, and I don't know why. Uh-huh. But based on what I've learned about stage hypnosis, I think that there's a lot of factors that go into it beyond.
1: Okay. The idea
0: of hypnosis. Got you. All right. So I can't wait to learn. Oh my gosh. Well, welcome. Yay. Hypnosis is a human condition involving focused attention, reduced peripheral awareness, and an enhanced capacity to respond to suggestions. Hypnotism can be used for therapeutic purposes, which is known as hypnotherapy. It's also used as a form of entertainment, like stage hypnosis, which we just talked about. Mm -hmm. People generally don't view stage hypnosis as the same as hypnotherapy like they are two separate Mm -hmm. things hypnotherapy is obviously way more clinical and stage hypnosis is way more performative the effects of stage hypnosis can be broken down into a combination of different psychological factors so again it's kind of what you said participant selection is important so they they try to pick out people that they think will be easily influenced suggestibility physical manipulation manipulation Stagecraft and trickery, which is also just like general body movement, body language, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. They also say that peer pressure is kind of one of those things. Like you, you're up on a stage. No,
1: I and you don't do the thing.
0: You'll you'll be embarrassed that you can't. I definitely felt that. So that's that's one of the huge things. So Mm -hmm. I think that's mainly what did it for me. But hypnosis can also be used for pain management. So it can decrease acute or chronic pain for most individuals. It can also help with, like you said, smoking. Mm -hmm. It does, however, have mixed results, which again, I think it is mainly about the will of the person and being able for you
1: to like control your own mind in a way. So if I could also input another thing. Mm -hmm. I, two, three years ago, got eye surgery because I have a lazy eye and the whole thing of what I'm dealing with is that it's muscle memory for my eye. My eye's just weak, so it drifts outwards. It's something I've dealt with literally my entire life. I was talking about it to someone random. I don't even know who they were, but basically they were like, have you ever considered hypnosis for your eye? And I was like, whoa, that's such an, I mean, obviously I didn't do it. I got surgery instead, but like, it's such an interesting thing because what I'm dealing with with my lazy eye is that my eye is physically weak. So when I'm tired, I just don't focus it and it looks lazy. Like that's just what i that's just what I'm dealing with, right? But my brain is telling me that my eye feels tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think this guy's thought process was like, well, what if your brain didn't think that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I was like, that's so interesting. Like, I never would have even gone there. And obviously, I didn't because I didn't want to even begin to f- think of how much that would have cost me. <laughs> so, I mean, but anyways. I'm sure
0: you could find something free online. I mean, hypnosis, in my opinion, this is not a fact. So mm-hmm. whatever, you know, nobody uses this as fact. I mean, it seems like a form of meditation, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and you can manifest a lot of things through meditation. It's like... I think it's the same kind of deal. It's like if you're able to convince your body of these certain things, you can, you know, train your eye to be more focused and have stronger muscle memory. Like I think that's totally possible. It's just it's a lot of focus. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So hypnosis as a form of therapy like to retrieve or integrate early trauma is pretty controversial in the scientific mainstream. And research indicates that it may aid in forming false memories mm-hmm. which is even more detrimental and it doesn't really let people recall information more accurately makes sense yeah so it's not as reliable sometimes it does help and so i'll give you some instances of that as well okay traditional hypnosis now you know how everybody uses like the swirly thing mm-hmm. to hypnotize the, or the pendulums <laughs> or the pocket watches yeah. That's more of like a Hollywood kind of thing. Like, people don't really do that anymore. Most of it is all verbal and not visual at all. Mm -hmm. So, again, like a meditation. Right. Hypnosis has been around for thousands of years. Many cultures and religions have regarded it as a form of meditation. There you go. The earliest record of somebody being in a hypnotic state was in 1027. Mm. In the writings of a Persian physician called Avicenna, who wrote about trances. The origins of hypnosis can be found in Sumerian, Persian, Chinese, Indian, Egyptian, Greek, and Roman history. In Egypt and Greece, often people who are sick would go to these things called sleep temples or dream temples to be cured by hypnosis. That's so cool. Yeah, isn't it kind of cool? Yeah. In ancient India, the Sanskrit book known as the Law of Manu described different levels of hypnosis. Some of them are called sleep waking, dream sleep, or ecstasy sleep. Another Egyptian papyrus from around the third century CE describes laying hands on a patient, moving your hands around, like hovering above the uh-huh. patient, and eye fixation as part of hypnosis. Huh. So it's it's evolved in a lot of different ways and has been used in different types of religions and philosophies, such as Christian mysticism, Stoicism, Pythagoreanism, Mm -hmm. never heard of any of these. I just know
1: the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, I was just going (laughs) to (laughs) say. Just been ingrained into my brain for my entire existence. Yes.
0: Yeah. Good thing we always use that Pythagorean theorem. I use that every day. I actually have used it recently. Oh, good. Yeah. I felt really
1: (laughs) important. What I don't know is the quadratic equation. I don't know what that is. And. Your either. sisters are probably, like, screaming while listening to this. Yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> so what we know today as modern-day hypnosis started in the late 18th century and became popular by a German physician named Franz Mesmer, which, fun fact, he was actually friends with famous composers Haydn and Mozart. Cool. That's, yeah, I know. Random, right? hmm He believed that there is a magnetic force or fluid called animal magnetism within the universe that influences the health of the human body. He would experiment with magnets to affect different areas of the body and produce healing powers. On like a separate note, King Louis the 16th had people investigate this and they found that it could often be chalked up to people's imagination. However, their findings were considered the first observation of the placebo effect, which oh. is very interesting. Yeah, so after that, mesmer was unfortunately driven to exile. Oh. and yeah sad actually another important person or just a well-known person there are so many people who are involved in this and it would be like way too academic and kind of boring for me to go into it but obviously freud mm-hmm. we all know him he, daddy he, freud just, daddy. Kidding. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> he's the founder of psychoanalysis and he studied hypnotism at the paris school and the nancy school which are Big places to study that, mm-hmm. that stuff. So he eventually abandoned hypnotism, though, in favor of psychoanalysis. So back in the olden days, people would go through hypnotic anesthesia,
1: mm. which... Scary.
0: Yeah. You would get like a major operation performed on you and you nope. would use hypnosis as nope. your anesthesia. No, thank
1: you. Yeah. Oh my God, that's like my worst fucking nightmare. But
0: what was interesting is, so this was in like 1830s-ish.
1: Everything's so clean back then, oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: like so much sanitation (laughs) standards over there. But he reported numerous painless surgical operations during hypnosis. So it very well could have worked. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a mind over matter thing. I don't want to test my
1: limits like that because I know the kind of weak-willed person I am in that in that regard. This is also the times when you had to do that thing where you shout out the window before you throw out your filth. So yeah. whatever that word is, I forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's the same time frame. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. And so it, uh, anyways, I thought that was a fun fact. But now some more common uses of hypnosis are in hypnotherapy. So I'm going to go over a little bit of what cool. that is. Cognitive hypnotherapy incorporates hypnosis to help update, quote unquote, the subconscious in line with the conscious and its understanding of reality. So it's kind of bringing your subconscious and your conscious together. Gotcha. It draws from a bunch of different theories and combines them to fall in line with a person's personal goals, values, or needs. Cognitive hypnotherapy can be used for many
1: concerns, but is typically really helpful for phobias and anxiety. So bringing your subconscious and your conscious together together, basically is like taking things that are hidden in your subconscious and then you're saying bringing it to your consciousness
0: Uh, yeah it's like combining so you're
1: almost like realizing and seeing what those things are and becoming aware of them yes yes cool yes right
0: it's nice right it's nice yeah the next kind of hypnotherapy is called ericksonian hypnotherapy it's Uses indirect suggestion or storytelling to alter your behavior. This appeals to people who are kind of looking for a different approach. And even people who have tried hypnotherapy and don't like it might relate to this one. I listen to a lot of meditation stuff Mm -hmm. on Insight Timer and stuff like that. But an example is like, your eyes may grow tired as you listen to the story. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to close them and you can. Like, it's more like suggestive, but then you end up doing it because you're, yeah. Hypnosychotherapy is just another branch of that that is pairs with another kind of psychotherapy. So humanist, Gestalt, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more like a supplement. Gotcha. But that looks more at really really deep seated issues. So that's kind of like where they all kind of lead to. It's like getting really deep within mm-hmm. yourself. There. This one I found really interesting. Past life regression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a therapeutic technique for accessing and re-experiencing a person's past lives or incarnations. Mm -hmm. I've seen this, too. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I've never heard of this before. But it's, I mean, it seems really interesting. It's based on the theory that the way you react to life now is based on how you've reacted to stuff in the past and what happened to you in the past. Right. Right people think of this as more of like a holistic therapy in terms of it deals with the person as a whole not just the body and bi- mind
1: moddy- <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> not the body and mind <laughs> not the body and
0: mind not the only body the, and mind not only the body and mind but your emotions and spirit as well cool and another one that i found super interesting was forensic hypnosis oh this is used for two purposes first one is to induce relaxation when anxious or stressed if That anxiety or stress is obstructing a witness's ability to give as much information as possible. Hmm. The second use is retrieving information from witnesses that cannot be acquired through any other means. Like I've
1: suggested previously, this may create some problems. Right. I was just thinking how that then can influence someone to give a false testimony or something. Yes.
0: So there are a lot of things that are problematic with this, and I'll talk a little bit more about it, because we can't talk about hypnosis without talking about your brain and how your Mm -hmm. brain works. Up to 20 to 30 years ago, scientists believe that your brain kept a perfect rep- record of what happened to you. So this is like a newer phenomenon right. that our mind distorts exactly. memories. exactly, Which is proven time and time Eyewitness again. Eyewitness
1: testimony is actually really um, not accurate. Not reliable. Yeah, yeah, not reliable.
0: It's it's just you, you would need probably like a hundred more pieces of information before, and, and that would just be like a supplemental thing than... The, the, I it would, exactly it's hard to convict somebody on that yes. that would be just ridiculous because i could be like oh i i remember you putting that bomb in my car right. and then yeah it's right. just no so instead your memory appears to like go through a reconstruction process and it takes little bits of information that it remembers and recreates the scenario in, in your mind so you're creating like these little alternate memories essentially and i I don't know if you watched the Netflix show Explained. No, Explained the Mind. It's really good, Mm -hmm. but it talks about, like, how somebody's recalling a memory from 9-11 and how a girl was in class and she was looking out over the Hudson and she saw the smoke come from New York City, da-da-da, and she called her mom to talk about it, like, later in life, Mm -hmm. and her mom was like, we didn't live in New York City at that time. Like, you, we weren't there. Like, I was, we were in a different state, like... So she completely constructed that out of nowhere, but that's what she remembers.
1: There's a a show also on Netflix, I believe, called Mind Games, Mm -hmm. which has a whole episode about exactly this, too. Where they stage like a fake crime of someone stealing a purse or something, yeah, and then they show you as the viewer what happens, and then they have you try to remember, and then you have all these eyewitness people who are just saying all this fake stuff, and then they come in and they're like, "This is actually what happened," and like everybody was wrong, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the the brain fills in gaps of stuff that you don't remember a hundred percent. They fill it fills in all these gaps yeah. with things that make sense to you, or that things that I think you want to be true, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're just taking combinations of experiences and creating these
1: other memories. It's crazy.
0: So, an example of this is a study in 2006 explored the memories of people after the death of Princess Diana. Using a range of memory recall techniques, people are asked to remember what they did on that day, and then they fact-checked those memories. Mm. They found that hypnotized subjects remembered less than those who were not hypnotized, and they omitted more details. Hmm. Yeah. So many studies also found that hypnosis increases a subject's confidence in their memories, regardless yeah. of whether those memories that are accurate makes or sense. not. That makes sense. Right. So interesting. Mm-hmm. We're like mind fucking ourselves. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> hypnosis is promoted as a treatment for many conditions or issues. Research does provide some support that hypnosis can help with conditions such as pain, irritable bowel syndrome, post-traumatic stress disorder, insomnia. And there is limited evidence around this, but there are there are some suggestions that hypnosis can help with depression, anxiety, quitting smoking, post-surgical wound healing, which I found crazy, wow. and weight loss. It's, again, it's all kind of like, right? eh? Question mark? Right. Researchers at Harvard study the brains of 57 people through guided hypnosis, and they found that a, two areas of the brain are responsible for processing and controlling what's going on with your body, and they show greater activity during hypnosis. Okay. Likewise, the area of the brain that's responsible for your actions and the area that is aware of those actions appear to be disconnected during hypnosis. That makes sense as well. Yes. So mm-hmm. you have less activity going on in that area, so you have less self-awareness. Right. And you're so absorbed in... in in what's going on that you're not really thinking or worrying about anything else. So again, it's like meditation in a way. Scientists also found that connections between other regions of the brain became stronger during hypnosis. Some of these regions strengthen the bond between the body and mind, regulating how much pain we feel. These connections help hypnotizable people become more suggestible. Mm -hmm. So that those two areas of the brain control the process of what's happening to your body. So that's why you may lift up your hand if they suggest that you have to lift up your hand, that kind of thing. At the same time, other regions are disconnected. As I said, the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex gives rise to the disconnect between people's actions and their awareness of these actions. So you can change a person's behavior and have them not feel self-conscious about it. Mm -hmm. while they're doing it so some moments through history where hypnosis either played a role or was part of it one of them is the satanic panic
1: oh yes i love talking and listening and hearing and learning about the satanic panic it's so interesting it
0: is very interesting so in the 80s and 90s in the united states there was this huge moral panic about satanic ritual abuse um satanism yes there were so many things going on but i'm gonna not go there, because this is not a Satanic Panic episode. But often... The fact that
1: Metallica just existed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So people believed that heavy metal music would brainwash American teenagers with subliminal messages to lure them into worshiping the devil, sexual immorality, murder, and especially suicide. There's also a very fine line between hypnosis and brainwashing mm. i, I mean, mean they're they're along the same lines i, I would say it. uh, it's a spectrum right yeah the what makes it more brainwashing is using like very abusive sure uh ways of you right know, it's not done with like a loving openness it's right. done with like a here we're all gonna take these pills and right it's, it's it's
1: like more forceful uh brainwashing is more forceful and it's more like you saying like abusive and i think using trauma to make people act and believe you know Mm -hmm, certain things mm -hmm. yeah there's so many things
0: oh (sighs) brainwashing is a great one (sighs) we should do that next time um another way that uh hypnosis was used is in trials a lot of trials so ted bundy trials actually ted bundy is an american serial killer necrophile kidnapper rapist and thief who murdered, kidnapped, and raped a bunch of women during the 1970s. Among the people who provided key information to Bundy's arrest and conviction were four people that had been put under hypnosis during police questioning. Huh. So, right. And I, I'm sure they had a ton more evidence besides right. this, or at least I'm hoping. But regardless, we all know we, he, he did it. <laughs> yeah, like we, he, I mean, he admitted to it. So it's like... Or maybe he was hypno... No, no, he, no, it was him. <laughs> he um, did it. Yeah. So, Nita Neary, who observed Bundy at the Chi Omega Sorority House at Florida State University during his raid, she was put under hypnosis and was able to recall that information. Clarence Anderson, who saw Bundy speaking to a 12-year-old Kimberly Leach outside her school, yeah, just before her di- disappearance, and then two teenagers that were actually the children of a detective at the Jacksonville police department. They interacted with Bundy at a parking mall and under hypnosis, they were able to note his license plate number.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
0: Or they were able to get, you know, pretty close. So it's crazy, right? Another case that hypnosis was used in was for the Boston Strangler. Boston Strangler uh, murdered 13 women in Boston from 1962 to 1964. He was also a rapist. You know, Mm, upstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Real winner. He was under arrest for his role in a series of rapes in the area. And he actually wasn't originally suspected of being involved with any murders. Mm. Only after he was charged with rape and he gave a detailed confession of his activities as the Boston Strangler under two sessions of hypnosis. Huh. Yeah. Interesting, right?
1: Mm.
0: Another case that I'll bring up i just love true crime like come on the Chilla kidnapping case which was in 1976 a school bus driver oh, yeah. and 27 students were kidnapped and they were taken to a quarry and buried within yeah. the bus yeah yep like
1: vomit yeah so vomit fucking. and the, it was just a whole bunch of kids and one bus driver yeah adult yeah major props to that yeah freaking guy the
0: driver managed to escape and free all the students. Yeah. So everybody, it's, you know, everybody was fine. It, yeah. But under forensic hypnosis, the driver was able to recall the license plate of the kidnappers. Um, so interesting. Yeah. From being able to see it earlier in the rearview mirror. So like it does work sometimes. It's just very unreliable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The the stuff about the license plate is so interesting to me because never ever in my entire life have I looked at a license plate and in my my brain has never been like, ah, oh, yes, let me remember this. Never in my in my life.
0: Well, I wonder if we hip, hypnosis, hypnotized you. and <laughs> wonder if I we mean, hypnotized I you mean, and we tried.
1: Right? Like, that's yeah. what's so interesting to me, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, do you ever, when you get like Amber Alerts on your phone, do you ever like look at, I look at every car's license plate when I see an Amber Alert.
1: I think I more so look at the make and model yeah yeah
0: i do too but right but there has been a time where i've seen a car that i that matched the make and model Mm -hmm. and it was not the right license plate at all so um so i just want to wrap this up with some fun facts because like why not did you know that the average person experiences hypnosis at least twice a day what oh yeah believe it or not you enter a hypnotic state at least twice a day. Some common examples of this are arriving at your destination without a memory of driving there.
1: That mm-hmm. has definitely happened to me.
0: Yeah. Zoning out while reading the page of a book mm-hmm. also happened or becoming so engrossed in a television show you're binging that you barely realize that half the day has passed. Like time doesn't exist outside of that show. Yeah. So I could say most people have experienced this. I, I think it's safe to say.
1: So that's a form of hypnosis. So the the thing of the the driving that happens to me fairly often, and it's very concerning to me. I get like freaked out. I'm like weirded out by that. Once I I arrive and I'm like, whoa. What? I think because I'm i yeah. usually I'm lost in my thoughts of whatever I'm thinking about.
0: Yeah. I'm sure it probably affects your reaction time, but. We go so much on mes- muscle memory; it's True. crazy. It's yeah. it is scary how much we go on muscle memory. I was just watching this show on Netflix called "Have a Good Trip," mm-hmm. and it's about so- the psychedelics. Yeah, yeah. They there's so many of them talking about like driving for muscle memory, right? On drugs, yeah. It's like yeah. <gasps> it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Don't don't drugs don't and drive. Do don't do that. Just drugs in the safety of your own home. Yeah. Nice little Gatorade maybe. <laughs> no, don't do drugs or do I don't whatever. Be safe. Love you. Another type of hypnosis is called hypnoanalgesia. Mm-hmm. I probably said that wrong, but it helps manage various forms of pain such as childbirth. Oh. Could you imagine? Mhm. You are getting very sleepy <laughs> just kidding. gosh, yeah <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And okay, another fun fact in eighteen forty seven, the Catholic Church finally conceded that hypnosis was not of the devil. So just for <laughs> all you hypno hypnotists out there, yeah, um, they declared the practice was allowed as long as it didn't lead to depravity. Like, okay. okay. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. <laughs> and this is probably Lauder fans out there, Lord of the Rings fans. <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien helped unearth a Roman sleep temple in Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire in 1928, which inspired some of his work in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Specifically, when Frodo encounters the evil wraith, it's reminiscent of the sleep temple ruins that he oh, discovered. Oh! Isn't
1: that cool? Wow!
0: In summary, hypnosis... May or may not work. Mm-hmm. Depends on the person. Again, I think it's a f- like a form of meditation. At, I mean, I don't want to go against science here, right. but, you know, I think it's a form of meditation. Right. And your mind is more powerful than you think. So it should be empowering, you know? Right. Cool. Yeah. So that's hypnosis.
1: Nice. Yes. Great job. Very Thanks, cool.
0: brand.
1: I think that it, I think that you're completely right. Like, like you said a lot, mind over matter we're, you know, we've we've gone into our woo woo shit on this pod before, but i think that our brain is capable of so much more than what we are aware of. Yeah. And i think hypnosis kind of just like um taps into that a little bit, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Should i talk about what i was going to do, but then i got too intense. What? Well, I mean, I guess people could tell us if if they're interested in it, right? And then we could do it for another letter. But um, I was originally looking into hallucinogens, which is so interesting. It's so in-depth, though. And, like, the amount of hallucinogens used in the past for, like, spiritual connections, a lot of religions are founded in, or not founded in, but start with the use of hallucinogens and... It's so interesting to, to quote unquote, expand your mind more. Right, exactly. And, and it's only been in the last hundred years. Yeah, that's that, what that, I was say. Yeah, like it's been illegal, right. in, at least in the United States. There are some areas like in Brazil, I think, all hallucinogens or some
1: mm-hmm. mushrooms, I know. Right. Anyways,
0: I think it's just so fascinating what happens to people.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we should definitely keep that. And revisit it because it seems like you did a lot of really good research. I did. I think just- it's going to need to be a two-parter. Yeah. I just got
0: so overwhelmed. And I really wanted, if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it super informed because it's just, it's a its a delicate subject because mm-hmm. it's, there's so many levels. There's the cultural aspect of sure. it. The scientific. The scientific aspect of it. There's also a lot of dangers. So like, you know, right. drugs are touchy and I wanted to do it justice. Yeah. So. Maybe we'll
1: do that for P, for psychedelics. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, cool. I Hold love us it. to it if you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, yeah and um, thanks for listening. If you want to follow us and support us in other ways, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ByTheLetterPod. We also have an email, ByTheLetterPod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe yep.
0: on Apple Podcasts yeah. or wherever you get your pods. And
1: hey, if you like what we're talking about, the topics, you know, share it with a friend, share it with your mom, share it with your sister or brother. Share it with your mom's
0: friends and yeah. brothers and sisters. And let us know if you hate the subject, too, because that would be good for us curating content, right? Yeah, sure. Or we're willing to learn about whatever. Yeah totally but yeah this is this is great great job Kels. yeah you don't have to go to college to get more knowledge <laughs> you can always learn you're never too old to learn right
1: for real all
0: right thanks for listening don't zone out while you drive yes please pay attention to where you're going all right <laughs> bye, bye.